This is the reality. Hello to you. Welcome indeed to the reality. My name's Dudley Anderson. It's really my pleasure to be with you for the next half an hour as we talk about the reality of the real meaning of life as found through Jesus Christ. The reality is produced by Sure Reality. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a story to tell of God's reality in your life, please drop us an email at dudley at surereality.net. Author of A New Creation and co-founder of the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation, Beth Thorpe tells a story about how to turn tragedy into something meaningful while maintaining faith in God's plan. Her book tells the story of her family and how they created a non-profit philanthropic ministry as a result of a family tragedy in the death of her son, Mitchell. Beth lost her son in the prime of his life. She shares about having faith and trust in God when all hope seems to be lost. How our Heavenly Father can bring purpose out of pain. It was in our deepest pain of grief when the Lord spoke to my spirit. He said, this is not the end. This is the beginning. And I know God knows how to take a tragedy and turn it in for His glory. It was really coming out of that pain to purpose. And it was from that pain that we had to go through a healing uh, in order to get through the other side. So hang on to God's Word, open His Bible, let Him speak to you. That's how we got through it. Beth Thorpe and her husband Brad's mission is to be a light in the darkness and to offer hope in the direst of circumstances. I spoke with Beth Thorpe via Skype. Well, it's really my pleasure today to have on the reality Beth Thorpe, and uh, Beth is an author, and uh, you're involved in some incredible work, Beth. Um, but your your ministry began out of a, a rather sad uh, background, a sad situation. The book you've written is entitled A New Creation, uh, and uh, I believe that uh, implies that we are anewed or renewed uh, as uh, as we find Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. You lost your 18-year-old son, Mitchell, from an undiagnosed mysterious illness. Please tell us your story. Yes, yes uh, it was. Uh, our philanthropy work came through tragedy of losing our son. In uh, 2008, we formed the foundation to help many children fighting for their tomorrows in 2009. We took him really all over the United States looking for answers in and out of different hospitals, doctors, and it was a rude awakening, I'll say, to the medical system when they could not figure out what was going on with him. And uh, symptoms came on at the age of 13. Prior to that, we hardly ever went to the doctor, maybe occasional earache and whatnot, but um, he was well known in the community. I'd have to explain, my son was like just... We called him our sunshine boy. He was so radiant, so joyful, mm. so so good, such tender-hearted, um, and so talented because he loved baseball. His picture's on the front of the cover of the book. Um, my husband played uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers, so that's where he got his love for uh-huh. the game. So baseball kind of runs thick through our blood and life lessons and um, that the boys learned of how to handle loss and just how to be a good team player. So that was his character. Uh, all in all, he was a wonderful young man. He was a great student and sought after for his baseball talents. But symptoms came on at age 13 right after that. Hmm. And um, it took us 
five years, again, in and out of, to speed up the story, in and out of different hospitals, searching for what was causing all his pain in his head. Um, he ultimately passed at the age of 18, mm-hmm. again, still undiagnosed to his mm-hmm. death mm-hmm. when we um, read the birth, the death certificate, which was really hard to deal with. Um, it was in our deepest pain of grief when the Lord spoke to my spirit mm-hmm. When I didn't want to be on the planet anymore, really, you're just like suffering. So when you lose a child or anyone you love so deeply, and he spoke to my spirit deep down. And those that know the Lord, he will speak to you if you're open to hear him. And you can definitely know when he's speaking to you. And he said, this is not the end. This is the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what he meant by that. And I kind of sat up in my bed and I was like, what? What does that mean? And little two days later, my husband was at the local church and uh, where he was coaching two boys. One had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the other boy had lymphoma. Both families trying to make ends meet, and you know back then this was like in 2009 now. And uh, he heard God's that voice in his spirit saying, "You need to form." A bridge. You need to form something like a foundation to help other families going through what we went through. Mm-hmm. And then he came home to tell me that. And I said, he says, Lord spoke to me that we need to start a foundation. And I said, you want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I had to sit back and realize what the Lord said to me. I said, maybe this is what he meant by saying this is not the end. This is the beginning. And I know God mm-hmm. knows how to take a tragedy and turn it in for his glory. And he knows how obedient um, my husband and I are to listen. Not everyone would do something like this, but mm. when he spoke to both of us in such a way, with, and through our deliverance of healing that we all we both had to go through, it was really coming out of that pain to purpose. And it was from that pain that we had to go through a healing. Uh, in order to get through the other side. I mean, it was five years in and out of this. It's like very intensive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. two years to come out of it. So uh, mm-hmm. your, for your audience, it's not something that, you know, you can snap a finger. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I've been told that the deeper the love for that person, the deeper the grief. And um, mm-hmm. which, you know, as a mother, he was my firstborn child. So it was a deep, hard pain of grief. But God was so good at that time. Um, at the time, I did not feel like, you know, where are you, God? Why haven't you answered our prayers, Lord? Where are you? You know, and mm. I write about that in the book. And, you know, I, he was there along the, all along the way. We are faithful people. But at times, you sometimes feel like when God's not answering, you're like, what's happening here? <laughs> you know, did I step out of his love or his grace? And you never really do. It's just God did send people to us. When I look back now on it, it took me 13 years to write the story because I couldn't see the fingerprints of God through it all wow. until now. Yeah, so yeah. you began to see it from his perspective and not your own when you're walking through it. So there's a lot of God's rich promises in the book um, that we take people through. There's some happy times and good times from the beginning. It's like a roller coaster ride. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what bringing child up is, isn't it? It's a it's a roller coaster ride from the beginning, isn't it? Um, Beth, amazing, amazing. You keep saying it was a uh, an undiagnosed, mysterious uh, illness. Uh, uh, did they not find anything that they could do or or, or treat? 
No, actually, you know, when he was in and out, they did all the tests known to man, you know, medical. And everything kept coming back negative normal, hmm. but he wasn't. He had excruciating pain. And someone said, he, he looks like he has Lyme disease. He's like, well, what is that? Hmm. I didn't know anything about it at the time. And, hmm. uh, and it's very hard to diagnose. And even to this day, it's still very hard to diagnose. I don't know if he had something similar to that or right. not. But whether it was that or not, it remains a mystery. You know, people often say, how do you live with that not knowing? And um, it's a mystery. And even with the death certificate, when he finally died in one of the hospitals, um, it said undetermined. So it is it is very perplexing, no question, when you think about it living in the 20th century. Um, but there are still, when I talk to doctors, and I've been on several, even on some podcasts, and, you know, they're human. Mm-hmm. And they only look through their lens of what they know. And sometimes that's why so many people in the world are undiagnosed or misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. And um, many people I've spoken because uh, about this is that, yes, one doctor said he actually had it and they diagnosed him with ALS. It wasn't ALS, it was Lyme's. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you get all kinds of things when you start talking to people after all these years later. Um, that what it possibly could have been, mm-hmm. but I have to go after what what was at the time, mm-hmm. and that they couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, ultimately, I knew God had to take him home to heal him because no one here on earth could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And his strength uh, ran out; pain was, became chronic, and um, it was very hard. And he was losing weight at an alarming rate. The only saving grace coming out of the hospital was they put a G-tube in him because he was growing during that time yeah. so we could feed him because he lost his ability to swallow. And and so it was just like one thing after another. It was like sand through our hands and slipping through our fingers, racing against time, trying to figure out how to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him, we call him our warrior son to this day because he was the strongest young man to endure. Wow. All he had to endure for five years. And he made people who knew him and our story stronger and closer to God in their walk, mm-hmm. um, just through us and everything we've done in the community um, uh, that people know about what we do. And so now we come alongside families whose children are suffering life-threatening illnesses, diseases, and disorders. Fantastic. And we do, yeah. And so that's how we carry on his legacy right now. And that's how we began to write the book. And so it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, easy read. People love it. They say, thank you for telling us who Mitchell was. And then, yes, there are some hard parts to read. But then the glory of what came out of it, Mm -hmm. how God wrapped his arms around us and literally was walking us through it. Mm-hmm. So we got on our hands and knees when we started to sue this foundation and made God the CEO of it and said, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, mm-hmm. we don't know anything about running a foundation, but you do, and you're <laughs> going to be the CEO, and yeah, you're yeah. going to tell us how to walk this walk. And and so we, it was really a God-given vision. Excellent. Yeah, fantastic. We're going to be talking about that uh, that ministry in just a minute. Uh, Beth, yeah. But uh, I'd just like to get back a little to... Um, uh, you know, your feelings, and I can well imagine if I was in your circumstance, in your situation, there may be a little uh, complaint, dare I say, in my heart, a blame even, that why can't the doctors find us? You know, did you blame them? Did you hold any grievance against the medical world and, and the fact that they couldn't find uh, a, a cause to the condition? Oh, absolutely. That's part of 
what the enemy tries to do. And, you know, when, when pain comes, it's a violation of love and trust. Mm-hmm. And that's where we respond with blame, mm-hmm. shame, control, and even escaping. People escape those four things. And, but there are more fruitful ways of dealing with your pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something my husband and I had to go through. That's why it took us two years to, to truly heal and come out of it. Did you ever feel you needed to forgive anybody for their incompetence, let's say? Oh, yes. Um, I, uh, we sought out our spiritual counselor who had to take us through a whole thing of forgiveness. Because you can't move forward in your life unless you break things off that you're harboring in your soul. Because mm-hmm. you, like for men, for husbands, you know, they, they push it down. They're hard to express their feelings. And so when she took us through this healing, and a lot of it was beginning of forgiveness. Forgiving the doctors, like you said, that couldn't find an answer. Forgiving people that said things that they shouldn't said. Forgiving family members that again, should have been there that didn't, you know, all these things that you keep in your in your spirit that you don't realize starts to accumulate. Mm-hmm. And you can't go, I, we could never minister and do what we do today mm-hmm. if we did not go through that healing. And I have to tell you, Dudley, after we went through that, my husband was a mess on the floor, believe me, wailing and just getting it all out of his system as well as me and she worked on each one of us individually um it, i tell people if you, if you're in such dire straits like that seek out someone you trust um who you can get some healing from it's it's very important to to move through that process of of healing and forgiving to get to the next part of restoration mm-hmm. and literally it was the next day literally literally the next day it was such a transformation i think that's when the transformation became immediate for me and my husband i woke up and i said to my husband looked him in the eye says i don't want to do anything else on this planet in this world unless it has eternal significance Mm -hmm. and he looked at me and he went wow he said i feel the same way too i mean so literally everything we did before i was in the fashion industry my husband was in the fitness industry and executive level there and our taste for what we had wanting to do before went away and all we wanted to do and all we knew to do was to bring people closer to christ because for me and my i told i says the enemy messed with the wrong mama and papa bear he stole from us and i am going to bring more people to christ through our story and through mitchell and here we are 13 years later, oh my goodness, given back two point, over 2.8 million and counting back into the community, helping families with children, bringing our testimony, praying for people in the hospital, just giving our spreading Jesus because they can't get through this without the power or have faith in God. There's no way. You are listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported ministry. We value your prayers and support very much. You can help us touch millions of people with the reality of Christ by becoming a vision partner. Visit surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. That is, become a vision partner at surereality.net. Listen again to The Reality on our podcasts at surereality.net.
Hello, if you've just joined us, this is Dudley Anderson. Really my pleasure to be with you. You're listening to The Reality, a half-hour talk show talking about the reality of life as found through Jesus Christ. If you've been listening up and you have some questions, I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Dudley, at surereality.net. If anything we say or anything we speak about on this radio program strikes a chord in your heart, I would love to hear from you. Write to me by email, Dudley, at surereality.net. Well, today on The Reality, we're speaking with author Beth Thorpe. Beth and her husband Brad lost their son, Mitchell, at the age of 18 from an undiagnosed illness, a tragedy that had a great impact upon their lives. Mitchell fell ill at age 13, and he suffered intense headaches. After many, many tests, the doctors could find no reason for his pain. When Mitchell finally died, Beth and her husband were devastated. Who could they blame for his demise? The doctors, an unknown virus, or God? There are many tragedies in life, from natural disasters like earthquakes or floods to personal loss such as we have heard today. Who do we blame for these tragedies? As we ponder this question, it's important to realize that God is sovereign and He has complete control over the whole universe. So why does God allow such tragedies? Well, God allowed only one thing in all of time. The thing that God allowed was man's choice to obey his will or to reject his will. God gave mankind a free will so that we could choose to follow his will. Yet man rejected the will of God and fell from his glory. Sin entered the world. As a result of our choice to sin, Satan has gained free reign over all nature. Hence, natural disasters, pain, and loss. The choice is once again ours, how we handle the blame for loss and pain. Well, after working through their loss, Beth and Brad Thorpe handled the blame by God's grace through forgiveness. And as only our loving and caring God could, he turned their pain into purpose. Today, Beth Thorpe is the co-founder of a foundation called the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation, set up to help other people who are facing the same pain and loss as they did. Beth Thorpe tells her story in her book, A New Creation. We continue to talk with Beth Thorpe today via Skype. Well, I'm speaking to the author of an incredible book, A New Creation, and that is Beth Thorpe. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Reality, Beth. A new, as in one word, a new, or renewed, or newness. You know, God has uh, made us a new creation. When we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we become new creations. But I'm understanding from the title of your book and your testimony, uh, you, you want people to realize that God is, dare I say, a God of the second chance, and he wants to renew your walk or your circumstances. Tell us a little bit about the ministry that you founded, Mitchell Thorpe Foundation. From the tragedy of losing our son, when God said, this is not the end, this is the beginning, we took that god-given vision and started to walk out and create the mitchell thorpe foundation so my husband went and filed the paperwork as a nonprofit. we got on our hands and knees you know saying lord you're ceo of this so we just started with one child at a time one family at a time when we started out and now we've helped thousands later 
And like I said, giving mm. back over 2.8 million and growing back Amazing. into the community, helping families. So if people are perhaps suffering a similar circumstance or just an ill child or having lost a child or, or a miscarriage or a, a loss of a baby, newborn, uh, do they approach you? How do you find people? Uh, we actually get our resources from the hospitals, all the children's hospitals, and uh, they fill out an application for assistance. And that's how we find that a lot of the social workers uh, when they're in the hospital and the, they find that families have nothing left. Um, you know, we're like, you know, obviously the last resort um, for assistance. So we uh, do that through our programs, our medical and home assistance. And there's a lot of things under that umbrella that we help families with. Our second program is our healing and rehabilitation program, which a lot of children, when they come out of the hospital, families want to continue with that therapy. We also um, give families counseling for trauma. A lot of it's, you know, PTSD and a lot of trauma that the child mm-hmm. goes through as well as the family, mm-hmm. as well as providing sibling support. So there's a lot of things under that umbrella. And then we have our wheelchair conversion van program, which not all our families need them, but some of them do to transport their children safely. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's amazing. Very good stuff. Uh, now, once again, referring back to the title of your book, A New uh, new Beginnings, um, you know, by the grace of God alone, I have not lost a child. I've lost a parent. But, um, you know, we don't expect to lose those that are born after us um, and, 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 and our children. Um, how can somebody, I want to ask you today to share with me, if, if I had lost a child, how can I find that new beginning in my life? I know we can't get over this loss, but I can certainly certainly learn to live with it. How does that happen? Yes, it's a process for many families. Like I said, it's it's especially children. Um, if you've lost a child, that pain will it, it'll never go away. Um, the bleeding has stopped, and my heart is like someone took the knife out of it. There's a scar still there, hmm. but if the bleeding has stopped. Um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about my son. I know his spirit is alive and well. I would suggest your audience do something in honor for them, whether whatever they loved, it could have been something that they loved or they liked doing that you could maybe do something for them, uh, plant a tree or a park bench, or maybe it was something that they loved that mm-hmm. you could uh, do in their honor. And it'll just bring some closure and a little bit of healing to you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think in our case is uh, an extreme case, and not everyone has to run out and do that, but we did. But it was something that God planted in my husband and my heart. Um, but there are ways to, to work toward uh, bringing that remembrance. And remember that love, no one can steal. So that love and those memories will last in your heart forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I tell people to walk with faith, because you know we were big in faith, and God speaks to that. He's faith is pleases God, and faith doesn't take you out of the problem. Faith takes you through the problem, and faith doesn't always take away the pain, but faith gives you the ability to handle the pain. Mm-hmm. And faith doesn't always take you out of the storm that you're facing, but faith helps you calm the storm in the midst of it. So hang on to God's word, open his Bible, let him speak to you. And um, that's how we got through it. 
Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the Lord knows, doesn't he knows everything we're going through. He knows my tomorrow. (laughs) I don't know that. And he knows every circumstance of my life. And so, as you've rightly said, putting faith in God is putting my dependence upon him to not only get me through this, but to to lead me into a future. You know, I dare say, Beth, many folk, uh, having lost a child, they give up and they just lose hope, all type of hope. Uh, But we need to hold on to that hope. Faith is the confidence in things hoped for. Because the Scripture says, God says in his word that he knows the plans he has for us, plans for a hope and a future. We've got to hold on to that hope. And those plans sometimes also involve death. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. God's plan is for me to go home to be with him one day. We're all going to go. Uh, And and that's in God's plan. Um, But we've got to hold on by faith, as you've rightly said. So can I ask you, uh, Beth, you've you've really explained a lot, but I want to ask you, where is God in disasters? And I'm thinking perhaps more extensively natural disasters, you know, hurricanes and earthquakes. Where is God in all of this? Yeah, you know, you wonder that too as humans. We always ask, you know, that's why people run from their faith or from God because they blame God. Why is God allowing this? Well, God never allows it. I mean, we live in a very fallen world Mm. um, where the enemy just prowls the earth uh, looking for who he can devour. Um, You know, God never promised that we would not live a pain-free life. And there's going to be troubles and trials just if people are faithful and read the story of Job and Mm. what came out of Job. Job was very um, faithful servant to the Lord, but everything that the enemy took and destroyed in his life, but he redeemed and never uh, blamed God for it. So, Mm. God can take a a tragedy, and he can rebuild. And yes, sometimes in the human nature, we feel like it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's hard to make sense of tragedy. It really is. But if you think about that, especially in natural disasters like hurricanes and things of that, um, they're like out of your control. It's just like praying is the utmost and without ceasing mm-hmm. in situations like that. Um, you know, so it's, you know, it's not going to be the same in all cases because human nature, um, you know, because of free will and mm-hmm. the way we live in this world and this, um, it causes pain on other people. Mm-hmm. And we can see all the world disasters that are happening all around us, as well as the war in Ukraine. It's just it's awful to see mm. how someone can afflict so much pain on another. And that is, that's human. That's mm. not God doing that. Mm-hmm. That's human. And, that, and that's where people need to, I think, I always pray for an awakening for the people. Mm-hmm. To fall on their knees, to look upward, mm-hmm. not at each other and who to blame and all this control and trying to take over and... It's 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 heartbreaking. It, it, I'm sure it breaks God's heart too. Having, as you put it earlier, an eternal perspective or an eternal significance, God is a God of the eternal, and all I need to do is walk in His plan that He has for me. Beth, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking with you. I'd like to ask in closing, do you have a website if somebody's listening up? I know perhaps outside of of uh, the U.S. where you live, uh, but maybe looking for advice, can they make contact with you? Absolutely. They can go to my website. It's anewcreation.org, and you can purchase the book there. I can sign it personally, or the book has been released uh, worldwide. It's just brand new out into the marketplace. You can order it wherever you buy books online. Um, 
so either there or you can go to my website, anewcreation.org. Fantastic. A new creation, that is one word, anewcreation.org. Beth uh, Thorpe, thank you so much for joining us today on The Reality. Today on The Reality, we've been speaking to author of the book, A New Creation, Beth Thorpe. To find out more on how you can get a book, please visit her website, anewcreation.org. That is, anewcreation.org. If Beth has said anything that has struck a chord in your heart, I would love to chat with you. Write me an email, dudley at surereality.net. If you have any questions or comments, email me, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by a listener-supported radio ministry called Sure Reality. You can partner with us by going to the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you, as always, keep walking in that sure reality of Christ. Christ.